Hi, Mark. Tom Eulin, you there? I'm here. I'm here. Ah, oh, listen, mate. So, on a beautiful Friday afternoon, I've got one of my favourite people on here to do a podcast with me. Tom, how are you? Very well, thanks. Very well. And yourself? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Tom, just briefly, can you give people at home an introduction to yourself? A little bit out of what you do, and uh, we'll go from there. Okay. Um, I'll keep it brief. I don't want to bore your listeners too much. Um, so, um, I'm 35 years old. Um, I work at Forest Green Rovers Football Club as the first team fitness coach. Um, I've been there, f- uh, this is my fourth season now. Um, and um, and I'm, I am too sitting in my garden enjoying the, uh, the Friday afternoon sunshine. So obviously you're not working at the moment, Tom. You're furloughed. Is that the right word? Um, yes. Yeah, that is the right word. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, what we, what we'll do, Tom, is um, I'd like to talk more to you about the football side of it as we go on, because I think that's what people will probably be most interested in: what your role is, what you do. Um, for those that don't know, Tom is a new dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we will get interruptions, but that's all good. Um, <laughs> but as a lot of people won't know, Tom, that Forest Green Road is quite an interesting forward-thinking football club, isn't it? With um, from the bits that I've seen. Yeah, it's quite different, um, and it all come really comes from the um, the chairman's philosophy. Um, he runs he runs his own um, uh, green energy company providing um, uh, electricity to um, just just uh, to, to businesses and, and, and domestic customers. Um, but he's also a vegan um, and he's brought his um, sort of sustainability ideas and philosophies into the football club. Okay, so, yeah, that's the thing I sort of want to talk most to you about. But if I can backtrack... I don't know. Were you 18 or 19 when you came to the oratory? Maybe a little bit older. I was a bit older. I think I was 22. Okay. Or, 20, or maybe yeah. just, just, 20, just 23, maybe. Because I think you'd, be, you'd been to university. Yep, yep. Okay, so th- this is how I sort of remember it, but you've got to remember I'm getting old, so I'm probably going to forget this and, and get things wrong. But... Um, Jonas and I obviously worked at the Real Tennis Club at the Oratory, which is in a village called Woodcote in Berkshire, just outside of Reading. Um, and I think one of our assistant professionals had left, and Jonas and I put an advert out for a, for a Real Tennis professional. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I think you're on the on the right lines at the moment. On the right line. Okay. Yeah. So we put. Jonas and I were always keen to get local people involved. Obviously, we, we both had an opportunity in real tennis. We'd been at the oratory at quite a long time um, and thought it would be a good idea to get someone local. Um, and obviously, the job itself was for real tennis. Now, tell me if I'm right. It did Bryn say start at the same time as you? Yeah, he did. Yeah, I started okay. with Bryn. Okay, so this this is how from my eyes, and you probably don't know this, this is this is sort of how it went, that you came for an interview with Jonas and myself. Um, 
We'd obviously interviewed Bryn as well. Now, Bryn at the time, obviously very, very good real tennis player and got all that side of it. But Jonathan, I saw something he knew that was, um, you weren't your average 22-year-old, put it that way. You were way above your years, if you like. Um, but we had to go with what was best for the real tennis at the time. And obviously Bryn there, but, but I remember Jonathan and I went to the bursar and I think if I'm not right, we got you a cleaning roll job, didn't we? That's how we sold it to the bursar. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. So, we, so Jonathan and I went to the bursar and said, look, this lad is too good to, to not have with us. We can get him doing some cleaning in the sports center and helping us and doing whatever without, and we know the way the school system works, that we knew if we could get you with a foot in the door that you would you would go on to, to other things, obviously, which we would prove right in the end. So um, we didn't, if I'm honest, Tom, we didn't take you on for your real tennis skills, mate. No, no. Um, I, I didn't think you did, actually. Um, all, the, all, really? all these years later. And, uh, and uh, yeah. No, it was... It was um, it was quite evident pretty early on when I, when I had a go at real tennis that I was never going to be world number one. Um, you, know what, you know what, though? You saying that, you... I'm shouting here. You probably still had a massive input to the real tennis club because your enthusiasm was fantastic. You, you totally jumped into the real tennis. You played against all the members. You did some scoring. I know yeah. that some people, if you if you can remember this, that you did some training with Bryn. So you, you made some sort of fitness videos with yeah. Bryn on the real yeah, tennis. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think that, yeah, obviously Bryn was the player, but I would say even at that time, you were the person that would would get involved with the members more, if you like. It was quite a unique environment, as you know, as you've alluded to in, in some of your other podcasts. We, uh, I, I, this local job, it was convenient because I lived in the village, and um, yeah, and I had been working in Reading, and um, I thought I saw this job come up for a sports professional, a real tennis professional. I thought, well, you know. And knowing that I was talented or gifted for, for racket sports, I thought, well, you know, <laughs> there, there might be something else I can do here. At least, at least if I go for an interview and see what it's about. And, and, then, and then it kind of went from there, really. And, um, and I really enjoyed the tennis side of it. Like I said, I, ne I was never any good at it. But I've um, involved in the scoring and, and I learnt the game. And I... And I think I got a little bit of uh, knowledge of the game. Um, definitely, 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 I would agree with that. It, it, it was, definitely. yeah, so I never, I'd, I'd always, I'd always use the, through my childhood, I'd use the facilities at the oratory um, just as an outside, just as a, as a local, you know, we, we did swimming there and I did the, it was called skill school in those days, but I guess it was, yeah. it was, I ended up working on those summer camps, but they were called when I attended as a, I don't know, nine, eight, nine year old, probably it was called skill school. 
So I, I knew yep, about, um, I knew the oratory and, and as I say, I was there every week and I used to come down and, and I remember you used to have a, did you used to have a little Mizuno shop or something? There was Mizuno t uh, clothing or something. Am I, have I made that up? Yeah, we, we used to run the school shop and, and skill school was something that was later on, you, were you involved when we took it over and we ran it ourselves? Yeah, I was. Project? Yeah, I was. Um, so, yeah, they were, listen, they were great times. We had fantastic times there. So, um, but yeah, the Mizuno was through the school shop and it, yeah. to this day, it's still the golf company that I deal with Is because yeah. of those days. They were a good company. So, um, digressing slightly, Tom. So I can remember, um, just going to go through the school time relatively quickly that yeah. I think, what we saw in you came out because we got you involved in school football and other activities school and you got quite heavily involved with junior house which is like the 11 to 13 yep. year old department of school yeah yep. um and i can remember this and i'm probably going to embarrass you here i can remember your very first junior house training session <laughs> football you mean now you got your uh, you got your clipboard out, and I think training started at about two o'clock, if I'm not right, not wrong. Um, so I reckon you started preparing the training session on your clipboard at about eleven o'clock. <laughs> yeah, um, that sounds like me. <laughs> well, it, but this is the thing because I, I would start thinking about football training with the kids at school at sort of one fifty nine. Point three zero probably. That's <laughs> when I would start thinking about training, um, and and it was an education for me because complete opposite. I would do it off the cuff, make it up as I go along, shout a lot, scream a lot, um, join in. Yours was much more methodical, and at the time I probably laughed about that. But for a twenty-two-year-old to have that mindset, I think is fascinating. Even at that young age you were way above your years you you wanted to do things properly you looked at things methodically was that was that you or was that sort of your university training would you say um i think it was probably me and and still is to 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 an extent um although not to yeah. that degree i think i've i've as i've gone through my career i've been i've, I've learned to to be a little bit more not off the cuff because that's not that's i'll never be off the cuff but just a little bit more um, flexible, maybe is the word. Um, but yeah, at that time I would have been. Are you, you? Yeah, listen, you didn't stay like that forever. But to start with, that's. But you know, you were always organised. Yeah. You always wanted to do your thing the best. Always have. Yeah, I've always um, been. I've always been like that. I've always wanted to. I've always had the sort of the, the mantra that, you know, if you're going to do something, then you need to do it properly, um, and. And, and it was my first sort of, uh, I, I guess, my first um, real responsibility um, from a kind of a, 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 well, no, not my first responsibility, but it felt at the time as a real responsibility within the school. Do you know what I mean? I do, because I think if we, if we sort of, so that first training session, I think Junior House would have had two teams so that first year, you went and helped somebody else. I can't remember who was in charge of the football at Junior House. I think I think Pat Thomas did the first team, the first year I did yep. it, and I think I did the yep. I did the seconds. 
that was right. Yeah. And then the following in the following year, did you move up to do yeah, first? Yeah, I think then me and Pat swapped. So Pat um, um, asked me to to take the first team, and he went down with the second team. Yeah. Not down with the second team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Pat Thomas, for people that don't know, was the junior house housemaster who was probably about six foot five. Big beard, frightened the life out of me, yeah. big Pat, I must admit. Yeah, me too. Um, an inspirational guy. And I remember Pat came to me and said, Mark, I'm so impressed with the way that Tom has run the, the junior house second team. And to be honest, team, Tom, the, the, the second team aren't the best. It's not the best level, no. is it? Let's, no. let's be honest. No. Um, but he came to me and said, next year I want Tom to run the first team. And I think that, was brilliant of Pat because you know he could obviously see straight away that you could run a team to a better level than what he could. Yeah, but Pat, Pat was a, a real um, uh, inspirational guy. I think you said it on a previous podcast. He was um, well, he, he is um, just his, his enthusiasm rubbed off on on everybody else. Um, so watching him, so we used to train together. So he would take take the, the well the first team in the first year and then. And then we swapped, and I'd I'd been on the pitch next door, and um, he he just um, just was an inspiring guy, um, and I ended up I'm sure you might go into it, but I ended up living next door to him for for quite a few years, so he ended up being my next door neighbour as well. So um, yeah, I've got a, a, a lot of fond memories of, of working with Pat, um, and he's and he sort of definitely taught me a lot in terms of managing a group, communicating. Um, putting your personality across into a session, just sort of basic things that sort of fundamental things that you need to, to be a to be a coach. Um, he had those in abundance. He was brilliant. But it also, Pat was like us. He could see qualities in you, Tom, because I think now's the right time to say that within the next few years that you actually became his assistant housemaster. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think the. Um, I don't think my role was was official. I don't think I, I never had the role of um, assistant housemaster or anything like that. But um, staff would sort of come and go, and I and I was around for a while. And, and like I say, I ended up um, taking um, taking the flat next door to to the boarding house. So I was there a lot of the yeah. time and working in the sports centre around the corner. So yeah. I I, I yeah. did I did take on a lot more responsibility as my time, you know, as my time went on. Um, working in the house, um, but but it wasn't but it he, wasn't official or anything. I don't think. No, no, but he got you doing duties with the boys, didn't he? In yep. your house. Yep. So I used to I used to have yeah. the way we used to run it. Um, used to do one evening a week, um, where you would literally I would finish at the sports centre at ten to five, I think, and then you would have to supervise their their homework sessions or their prep sessions. And then you'd take it from then on. Um, evening activity. And then you're there and... Oh, basically. And then you're off duty. And that could be sort of 10 yeah. o'clock at night. Yeah. And then weekend stuff on top of that. So you'd have a weekend. So the staff at St. Philip House would have uh, a rotor. And I think you'd do one weekend in four or one weekend in five. And again, that would be full on. Saturday and Sunday. Um, I remember catching the bus into Reading with 20, 12 and 
running right in the um probably be worried about but you just sort of did it and pat would just have the confidence in you so yeah i'm losing you a bit and if Tom. you got them all back in one piece it would be a bonus <laughs> can you hear me there yeah so um yeah but i think it was yep. you know great you, right? go back to your football t- so you took mm-hmm. on um yeah i've got you as manager of the st st philip house first team can you remember who was the captain of your first team I think he was, Tom. I think he drove you oh, up the wall in your first proper year. I had a few, but I'm is, pretty sure um, at one stage I think your, I think your son that might have was been probably captain. what was that sent to try you putting up with that little oik. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do. I do remember. Um, I think. I, yeah. I, I, I think where, did where you I thought he should play and where he thought he should play on the pitch. I mean. Um, and where did he was end very up different. playing, Tom? Um, so, yeah, well, we might have... I thought he should have been a centre-half. No, he ended up playing for Cheltenham Town at centre-half, so you were right. Probably as a number 10 or a number 8, I would think. I can't really remember. But you... Oh, absolutely. Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. Oh, at the to- uh, yeah, at the time. At the time, I think he wanted to play further forward. But, but yes, uh, um, yeah, I, I, know, I, I knew he went on to become a centre-half. I just, I just think... At that level of, of of football, at that age, I think your best players, and I don't want to, you know, blow smoke um, <laughs> up, Zach. Um, no, I, th- I think you're right. I think, but, but I think your best players. But they don't want to do that. They want the, the ball. They want to do it. In my opinion, at that age, um, that's just that's just me. No, yeah. they don't want to. Yeah. No, nobody. It's very rare that a twelve-year-old, thirty-year-old boy yeah, but, says, oh, uh, "I really want to." But play listen, so that that was sort of. Well, I really want to play house. Right and <laughs> this doesn't happen. I have to say, the next phase was where I've sort of moved on from the oratory, and you know, I've been very public about you were a brilliant sort of foil for me at that stage. Just sort of the last year there, you helped me run the sports centre. Um, and you, and you were the person I relied on, really, because you. I suppose even at that age, you were what mid to late twenties. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably. I, I was at the, yeah. So was, you know, period of my probably life, probably about fantastic support. And as I say, I've talked stage. about it before. I'm not going to talk about it too much now. But then came the next stage. And these bits I'm not so clear on. Then you got an internship at Reading Football Club. Is that right? Yeah. So, I mean, it all stems from from um, I, in that environment at the Oratory. You're and I, and I think there were predecessors who worked in the sports centre, and you'd you'd probably be able to tell me yeah. this. Who who came in as a kind of a a sports centre assistant, which I think was my job title when I first started. But because you're in that environment, um, if you if you've got a passion for teaching and you want to go down the teaching route, the school were brilliant at supporting supporting you to do that. And and I'm sure if I'd if I'd wanted to to get 
a teaching qualification. So they would. And go they into spoke academic to me teaching. about, you know, if Tom wants to go down um, that then line, I'm sure the school you know, would the school have supported The school at this stage could see what sure. asset you were to the um, school as well, you know. So... Yeah, and, and and it wasn't the first time that I'd kind of had that sort of crossroads because when I finished my degree, um, a lot of, of my peers stayed on and did teaching degrees, or teaching the extra year to, to get their, their teaching qualifications. So it, it wasn't the first time that kind of opportunity had come up. But but I wanted to um, I wanted to work. I enjoyed yeah. working with with um, with kids, but actually I wanted to go and work with elites elite athletes really um so i i did a master's degree yes, i, I remember it, i did it full time yeah. um and i was traveled into middlesex every wednesday and you were you were still there at that point do you remember and and i um and i used to get uh, i used to go every wednesday and it was it was it was a full-time degree yeah. but it was one day of contact you know so for a, for a whole year every wednesday i I got myself on the train, went to uh, Hendon. Um, in fact, I went to uh, the, the uh, Middlesex, Univ- the Boroughs, uh, Mid- Middlesex Tennis University Club. campus. Yeah, right, Hendon is where yeah. the boroughs, uh, they call it the boroughs anymore, do they? Yeah, yeah. So, so that's, where I, that's where I'd go. And I had a few games of real tennis um, while I was up there, actually. But um, So I did that for a year. And then yeah. while, kind of, um, while doing that, um, and I continued to work at the oratory full time as well. So I took my Wednesday to study and then I and then I did a Saturday and a Sunday to make up for it. Um, but I uh, an opportunity came up um, and I saw a, a, a job advertised at, at Reading Football Club for a uh, for a sports science intern. And I applied and I got an interview. But and, talking to you in um, that period that yeah, the rest you is history. You did one got, year I, there. I got the role. I got the job. Okay. I did one yeah. year there. Yeah, I did one year, and I was supporting the, the sports science staff uh, with the first team, um, yeah. and working part time at the oratory to earn my to earn my money. It was an unpaid internship. So it was an unpaid role, um, but um, but but thankfully the, the the school was supportive and they let me stay uh, stay on. So I I I earned. Um, I went down to part-time hours and, and I worked sort of pretty much full-time at Reading, I suppose. I was, and it, it pretty, it, I was in probably five days, five or six days a week. And yeah. doing I remember speaking to you in that period of time. And weekends and when I could the at, at the Oratory just to pay my rent. I wanted to get a full-time job at Reading and I think they were in the, the first division at the time. Is that right? Trying to get in the Premier Division? Yeah, they they got to the they got to the championship playoff final against Swansea and um, and lost, and so um, and so they um, they stayed back in the championship. And yeah, I would have loved to have stayed. And looking back now, I I, I think I I I could have done more to make that that happen. Um, I I sometimes you have a little crossroads in your life, and and perhaps I got. Um, I took, I, I maybe took the wrong advice and 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 um, and listened to the wrong people in my life at that stage, and and maybe if things would have worked out differently, I I, I could have stayed there. But um, 
but um but no that 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 uh yeah that uh, that came to an end after a year but i had a a, a fantastic year i mean as a reading supporter as well to 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 you know when you first go in there and i hadn't had any at that stage i'd had i hadn't had a lot of experience of of elite level sport at that time even though i was in my mid 20s and and that's where i wanted to be i i it was my sort of my first introduction i suppose to that environment and i absolutely loved it i just just that elite level working with with you know really top top athletes um st- strong fast um but also mentally strong um just just serious serious athletes i mean we we were at the time were on the verge of the premier league these these guys were playing at the if they'd got into the premier league at that stage they would have been playing at the very top level of their of their profession i mean we're not talking sort of bog and duck i mean this is this is really high level so i was so fortunate yeah. and so lucky to have that year and and i and the staff yeah. were fantastic with me the players were brilliant with me um i learned so much i was just like a sponge as I say, I worked as much as I could. Um, I remember coming into the sports centre quite, re- quite, quite often. I'd be late um, um, coming in. Oh, sorry, you know, because I just, I just want to be at the training ground as much as I could. Speaking to people and speaking to, spending time with players, spending time with staff, learning. Um, yeah, it was just, just a brilliant year. Okay. And, and, so, and it, but just from what without the game, it, a little bit that I, I know, that I mean, that is I think for when certain. we spoke that if Reading had a got promoted into the Premier League that they probably would have been able to afford to have kept you on. Is that right? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, uh, Who knows? Who knows, Mark? I mean, uh, I I think the difference between um, the Championship and the the Premier League in terms of finances is is massive. So it is a big jump. So... um, but but I don't know. That's assuming that they yeah. that they thought I was good enough to 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 to, to keep on. So that's it's you know so many ifs and buts. Um, but as it, as it happened, I yeah. I I um uh, I didn't stay, and then they got promoted the following year, which was which was really I was I was happy because I was a a, a big Reading fan, and 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 I went to a few of the the games with my dad that year, and um. And it was really, it was great to see the players that I'd worked with and the staff that I'd worked with the year before go on to achieve more, more success. Um, but part yeah. of me was obviously disappointed to think that, you know, we were there. I was there the year before and we got to the playoff final and yeah. were, you know, a post's width away from, yeah. from having that so- success and experiencing what it's like to get, to get promoted to the Premier League. Yeah, and and I know, and then you know, and then a year later, I was, much, wasn't there, and they did you it. You're obviously getting so into your later feelings at this stage. And I think when you get, you know, when when you get into your later twenties, you start to look at things and priorities and so on. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. And, and I think you you took of of basically taking a job in in yeah, an office yeah, in Reading. Yeah. Is that right? Would you say? You, you, um, you then took a job was, in uh, Reading. Sorry, I, I just job. missed that last little bit there, yeah. Mark. Sorry, it cut out a bit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Funnily enough, another back, back to another real tennis or a real tennis connection. I, um, I'd recently yeah. uh, heard that 
some yeah. uh, 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 Paul Knox, a uh, friend of mine, um, who you obviously know really well. He had he had got a job um, at a at a pharmaceutical company or a clinical research company. So so doing clinical research testing, um, a bit like what they're doing now for 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 corona for coronavirus. You know, looking at um, uh, looking at recruiting um, members of the public um, to to do. Uh, clinical trials to test to test drugs on behalf of the pharmaceutical companies and it was a sort of a a project assistant type role i mean i think noxy was 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 on the finance side so i didn't do what he did but he told me about this this company that we're recruiting and at that stage i i I probably had a few debts i've been working for for pretty much nothing at the end of that year my time at the oratory was was probably just I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. want to, to leave as such, but it probably had come to yeah. an end. Do you know what I mean? And it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a case of them getting rid of me or me getting rid of them. It was just uh, I'd come as, you know, taking the taking the court fees, um, doing the odd gym induction. I, I wasn't after you left. I I I, I no longer had that um, that real. Involvement, that sort of organisation. Yeah, but it was probably you know things have a making time, decisions and things. They do, yeah, and, and it was things just have the a time. time. I mean, it was and, it was the and, right thing. Right yeah, time. yeah, it was, it was, and I'd, I'd probably been there f- nearly five years, I would think, by then four, four, five years. Um, so it, it it was time to move on. So anyway, I got this this job, and and it was only supposed to be a short term thing to give me time to get to get back into into a sports or a football job but um I, got, I think I got used to earning a bit of money and not a lot of money because I was quite junior because I'd come from a completely different um yeah industry I mean I had to work to, to sit at a desk um working in an office was completely alien to me I mean obviously I'd studied and, and I'd done that element when I was at university but it's completely different when you 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 know you clock in at, at nine o'clock and you leave your desk at five and you're literally spending most of that time sitting at a computer screen in a hunched up chair um and it, it was really alien to me and it took me a while to get to get used to it and um and um i i i'm not going to say a lie and say i enjoyed it i i i enjoyed certain people that i worked with i worked with some really nice people but i didn't enjoy the work but I worked hard and I thought, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to be the best project assistant I can be, even though I had no ambitions to, to yeah. do it for the rest of my life. I thought, well, if, going back to what we were saying earlier, I'm going to be really good at it. And I was fortunate enough to get a few promotions and I moved on to another company doing a, a slightly different thing because I'd kind of gone up in the, you know, got more experienced and, and done okay. Um, and all told, I think I was working in that field and that industry for about two years, which is two years longer than I wanted to be. But actually, I'd I'd learned a lot. I learned a lot about the corporate corporate world. I'd worked with different people from different backgrounds. I got more life experience. Um, I, I would never sort of say that that I'd re- regret that time, even though I, was, I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. I was. For me, it was all part of my... No, I think you can never look back. You know, it, it was something you did. And knowing you as a person, you'd have done it to the best of your ability. But I think, again, being in contact with you in those times, there was always 
in the back of your mind, it wasn't your passion, was it? It wasn't what you were passionate about. No, no, not at all, not at all. And as I say, it, it wasn't. It, it wasn't just the, the the sort of the what I was doing in terms of the work itself. It was the it was the way I was. It was the it was the life. It was the how oh, best to word this. It was having to sit to sit down and and wear a wear a shirt and trousers and and you'll you'll resonate with this because because you know you've spent your work career in a tracksuit and trainers and and I was the same up to that point. Yeah. Um, I was completely the same up to that point. Um, for all my working life up to that point was 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 in t-shirt and shorts yeah, but I think, and trainers. I think what you just said. You know what. <laughs> You, you need to learn about corporate world. You need to learn about business and structure and so on. So, you know, rather than look back on it as a negative, you're looking at it as a positive. And I'm yeah. sure, yeah. you know, your job now to this day is about being organized. Definitely, definitely. So, you know, yeah, I, will, I don't was, have any regrets. Bad thing. What would have been a, what would have no, been a bad thing, not Tom, if you were still doing it when you were 50 years of age? Yeah, yeah, and I and I wasn't. I mean, that was never going to be. That was never going to. I was never going to allow that to happen. Um, I was just waiting. Not waiting. I was working hard to 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 get an opportunity to get back to where I wanted to be. And it and it took two years. Okay. But, so but I know time's pressing on here, and I want to um, so, move on a little bit. So just tell me roughly, Tom. Two years in the office, corporate world. How do you get from corporate world to Forest Green Rovers? Yeah. What was what was the journey? Uh, Say that again. Be a, you'd be a pain in the ass, is what you do. Go for it. You, you phone up people. You'd be a pain in the ass. So so you badger people. You phone people who don't know you. You email people that don't know you. You write to football clubs. You go to conferences and you wait till the end of a, a speaker's presentation and you hang around and you ask questions and you you be a, a just a, a bit of a pain, really. Um, I went, I spent those two years, I, I went and did um, uh, a, a, an FA physical performance uh, course at, at, at St. George's Park. I went to any every single conference I could. I'd listen to every single podcast I could. I, I basically badgered people until they met me in the hope that I might get a, a, an opportunity or an interview. Or I applied for every um, sports science strength conditioning job in football that I could, could find. Um, didn't get very far. Uh, not at the beginning anyway. Um, and I basically just kept on doing this for for the best part of two what, years what was that until, job, Tom? Was until someone job? gave me a job um that was that was um that was um academy sports scientist at swindon town so i'd volunteered so i i, I started volunteering at swindon so i'd be working my office job and i'd clock off at four o'clock or whatever um i'd come in early to make sure that i was allowed to leave at four jumped in my car drove down to uh, swindon to the academy training ground coached whatever age group within the academy that was happened to be there at the time um 
just just anyone I could sort of any team I could get my hands on, whether it be the under 18s or the under under nines. Um, and I and I did that for about a year, completely unpaid. Um, um, and then uh, and then and then so towards the end of that year, the start of the following year, um, the it, the academy manager at the time said, "Look, we you know we'd really like you to come on come on board with us." Um, we haven't got a, a huge amount of, um, amount of money, but you know we want to we want we want you to become part of the team. So I I started off again part time, but but now earning a little bit more money, and that eventually became a full time role. In I think it was uh, October two thousand and fifteen. I think. So I've been at volunteering and doing part-time work at Swindon for for a couple of years before I got my first, you know, got got my full-time. And then how long did you spend at Swindon full-time? Just under a season. Um, so I worked with the I worked with the under 18s on a day-to-day basis, and then I was spending the evenings with the younger age groups. Um, and at the end of that season, um, the uh, my my so the under 18s coach at that time, the youth team coach, he um, was headhunted, I suppose is the right word, I guess, to work um, uh, uh, to be the assistant manager at Forest Green Rovers, who had just lost in the um, the National League playoff final. So what? was always the conference the national league player final they lost they had a change of manager and um my under 18s coach went to become the assistant manager at forest green um and they needed a sports scientist um fitness coach sports scientist you know whichever terminology you prefer and he called me up he said exactly. you fancy exactly. it I said, "Where's Forest Green?" <laughs> um, I said, "Who who are for, who are Forest Green and where is Forest Green?" And um, it went from there, really. And I I I met him and um, um, the the manager was 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 kind of happy that he sort of trusted his assistant to 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 to, to make the right call and and bring me in. And um, yeah. And, and the rest so, is history. I think um, and this just is my fourth year now. To what you've had to do to get back to this stage from sort of late twenties, working in an office, and I think I hope that your passion—and I know you better as well—that your passion for wanting to get back into football. I know the late nights that you went down the M4 from Reading to Swindon. Yeah. You know, totally unpaid, paying for your own fuel, and it just shows you that. If you're passionate about something and you want it enough, you can make this happen, you know. And, and I think hats off to you for that. And you know, that just getting to Forest Green Rovers, I I think it's a brilliant story in itself. Um, and just listening to you talk about it, I think you know, congratulations, mate. Yeah. I, I, um, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, listen. I mean, there's there's there is an element of luck there as well because I was I was in the right place at the right time when the forest green rovers um the previous staff left leaving a leaving a, a, a 
an opening for a for a fitness coach. So so there there, there was a, a there was an element of right place, right time. But prior to that, getting to to to, to Swindon was 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 tough because because you know you do an, a year's internship at Reading, and that is the extent of yeah. your um, professional football experience. And unfortunately, internships. When I first started them, they were probably a few years old. They they weren't massively common. But in the years after I, between me finishing my my internship and get it, and finally getting a, an opportunity at Swindon, they'd become more and more common. So I was sending my CV in to these jobs, and I had nothing yeah. more than nothing better than, than the next person. But if I had the opportunity to get in front of someone and talk to them, then I, I felt I had yeah. a chance. But it was getting getting in front of someone. I had a. I don't, I don't want to kind of go off too much on this because I know you want to move on. But I'll never forget this. I went to um, a big, large Premier League club in the north, in the northwest. Basically, what I did is I did what did what uh, Zach did. I wrote to every single Premier League club. And I was th- thinking about it now. That was probably a little bit. I was I was probably aiming a bit higher. Probably should have written to every football league club first. But I wrote to every single Premier League club and said, "Have you got any opportunities?" So I was living in Reading. I had every, I had every intention. Whoever would have come back with that letter and Brilliant. said, "Yeah, okay, I'll give you an opportunity," I would have just packed my bag and and gone up there, wherever it had been. And I went up to see see someone at a club in the north and the northwest. I won't say which one, and. I had an interview and you know, when you have an interview and you kind of know that the job's already, already taken, it's already been filled, you know it, but you, you, but, but it's an amazing opportunity to, 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 to be in the training ground of of, of a a massive club. And I got, Tom, I'm just losing you at the moment, mate. I'm just losing you. My feedback. But it just spurred me on even more. Tom, we just lost you there, mate. Could you tell that again very quickly? Because we lost you there. So I got a... yeah, I, I was what left a message for the interview on on my answer phone by this by this guy, this coach, and um, uh, he said, "Look, you've been unsuccessful. Da 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 Sorry, whatever." But I called him back because I wanted some feedback. Why? Why did? I, why did I not get it? Yeah, even though I knew, I probably knew why I didn't get it because because they had already filled the position. But but he said to me that at the age I was twenty eight or twenty nine, and he said. Uh, or no, 27, 28. And he said, you'll do well now to get a job in professional football at your age. Just kind of to start with that, you know. Um, and I remember being quite surprised to hear that. But it, but it, and, and, and a bit, bit pissed off, to be honest, that, yeah. that someone would, you know, I'd drive all the way to, you know, from Reading to the, uh, to the northwest, and then to be told that, well, you know, you're probably too old now. You probably won't get a job in in professional football at your age as a fitness coach. Um, but things like that spurred me on. You know, I just thought, well, who who are you to say that? 
um, and by then I'd, I'd probably I'd start I think I probably started just about started with Swindon at that point so um, so I was kind of trying to get my foot in the door then but yeah I just thought that was a, a, a thing that's always stuck with me um, and you know there's no no one should tell anyone else that they can't do something you know if you want to do if you want to do something you do it no but you yeah, but if, if listen, sport and every life yeah. is like that, isn't it? People knocking and saying you can't do it, you can't do it, and instead yeah. of letting it drag you down, you've, yeah. you've reacted it's in funny. the I, right I, way and said, "You know, what? I, I, I forgot all about you. that." I'll show you the and, way to do it. And we, you just just talking now, and I just suddenly came back into my head, just sort of talking about about that, and um, yeah, I completely forgot about it. But it was um, it just spurred me on to 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 keep trying, keep doing that commute up up and down the M4. Well. Okay, well before well before we move on, I on that sort of line, I don't know if you can remember this, Tom, but a Sunday <laughs> morning I filled in yeah, with your scoring football team as a goalkeeper. Right. Right. And I, I was thinking about this last night and I can remember <laughs> the following week you dropped me. I played one game <laughs> and you dropped me. So I yeah, thought, but... fuck you, and I never played again, Tom. So you know, when people well, tell yeah, you you yeah. can't well, play, well, you did well, you but I wasn't managing. It wasn't really. I was just giving you the bad know? news. I wanted you to. I wanted you to play, but but the gaffer at the time. All oh, right, okay. You know, okay. the the, well, the, uh, the number one came back in, so but I I I wanted you to 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 keep playing. I thought you were really good. I, I thought as a centre half, I did get to see you play close up, <laughs> but to get dropped from boring FC Sunday morning team, that, that was it. Time to stop, mate. So, um, but, uh, yeah. So anyway, moving on. Forest Green Rovers. For those that don't know, and I know we get some people listening in all over the world, believe it or not, Forest Green is a village in the Cotswolds. And what's the population, Tom, of Forest Green? Hello. 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 Okay, I'll finish the recording here and we'll do a part two. We'll, 